Welcome to Authenticity, which is all about shaping high performance workplace culture. My name is Simon Tyson, and in my role as CEO of the Real Learning Experience, I've been working with organizations for nearly 30 years, helping them create exceptional workplaces. As a leader, you know the daily effort needed to create a culture that produces great results and in which team members and customers are happy. Those things do not happen by accident. The journey isn't always easy, and that's why this podcast exists. Make sure you subscribe as we share our experiences and strategies to help you transform the workplace culture you have into the workplace culture you want. Hi, listeners. On editing today's bonus episode, we realise that some of you may not be cricket fanatics as Simon and myself are, so we thought we'd provide some brief background into the topic of today's conversation. Stephen Smith is an Australian international cricketer and a former captain of the Australian national cricket team. He became the second international player to achieve a test batting rating of 947, only behind Sir Donald Bradman's 961. He made his Australian debut in 2010 and in 2015 took over the role as Australian captain from Michael Clarke. He is currently known as one of the best test batsmen in the world, having scored 7,540 runs with a batting average of 61.8 in the 77 matches that he had played. Those stats were at the time of recording. He's also scored 27 centuries and 31 half centuries in test matches. On March 24, 2018, in a test match against South Africa, Australian cricketer Cameron Bancroft was caught on camera tampering with the ball. He later accepted in a press conference that the leadership of the team, including Captain Steve Smith, were aware of what he'd done. Smith was widely criticised for turning a blind eye to this ball tampering incident in the third test against South Africa, during which he was stood down from the team captaincy. The outpour of anger and disappointment was difficult was difficult to comprehend. On radio, on news, talk back, online and from the public, Australia believed their cricket team represented something better. Cricket fans and Australians in general couldn't remember a time where they felt so disappointed in an Australian team. Following an investigation by Cricket Australia, Smith was banned from all international and domestic cricket in Australia for one year, starting from the 29th of March 2018. And he was also banned from consideration for any leadership role for an additional year after that. In April 2019, he was named in the 2019 World Cup cricket squad after missing the 2018-2019 season. He was awarded a national contract by Cricket Australia for the 1920 season and subsequently chosen in the Ashes side in July 2019. In November 2021, Smith was appointed vice-captain after allegations of improper conduct by Tim Payne surfaced. It is the reappoint it is this reappointment that triggered the discussions of today's podcast. Hi, it's Simon Tyson back with another episode of Authenticity. And today we've got a bonus episode, an idea that my co-host Kira Lee had. Um Kira Lee, maybe you could share with the listeners your thinking behind this. Well firstly hello to everybody listening. Simon and I were in South Australia with clients last weekend, last week, sorry, and we were sitting there discussing some things that were some issues that were arising in sport and in the news and how they related to leadership and how they related to culture. And we were just having a general discussion. And I said to Simon, 
do you think this would be a good idea if we created a short, say, 20-minute bonus episode for our podcast where we discuss some of these things that arose um, in the news and how they relate to what we do every day with our clients? So that was where the idea was born. Yeah, absolutely. And often we sit back and look at things that happen in the news and shake our heads. You know, we have opinions on things that happen in leadership, things that happen culturally in organisations. And we feel that sometimes those things aren't consistent with the sort of authentic cultures we're trying to create. Um, our goal is to keep these short and punchy. So so let's get into it. Uh, Kiralee, maybe you could lead us in and talk about the topic where we're, we're addressing today. This is a bit of an ongoing topic that you and I discuss, isn't it? But, but last week in particular was the changing of the guard of captaincy for the Australian cricket side. And originally we spoke about what had happened uh, with Tim Payne, but the conversation that really created this idea was the decision for the leadership replacement and who that decision, who made the decision and what that the outcome of that decision was and whether we agreed with it or not. Absolutely. And so much of this comes down to whether we uh, want to select a captain or whether we want to select a leader. And my view is the two things should be synonymous, but I'm not sure that's always the case in the minds of sports administrators. And look, there's been a lot of controversy around Stephen Smith returning to the vice-captaincy. And in particular, I was listening to another podcast, a podcast I love, um, Corbin Middlemass and Ed Cowan with the Grandstand Cricket Podcast. If you're a cricket fan, listen to that. It's uh, always great value. But they said some things on that that really got under my skin, that really bothered me. And one of the comments Ed Cowan made was that... Uh, Steve Smith's got great tactical now. So he understands the game better. Um, it allows him to, to, to add value to the team um, and the leadership uh, group. Now, my view is that that is available to the team, whether he's a captain or not, he's a, whether he's a leader or not. Um, he doesn't need to be vice captain in order for the team to benefit from that tactical now. So it's available. And a great captain should be able to pull those skills. A great leader should be able to harness the skills of their team. In the Australian cricket team, perhaps that tactical nous resides in all 11 players and perhaps some people not on the field. Perhaps it resides in three or four. But the captain should be able to draw that out of a player regardless of who they are with no connection to them being a leader. What do you think? Uh, I also listened to the podcast on your recommendation and I I didn't disagree. I, I, f I found it interesting and I actually created interest in me of wanting to know. It would be great to hear other players' perspectives. I'd love to know, Ed Cowan spoke specifically about the emotional awareness or the lack of emotional awareness that yes. Steve Smith has and how that concerned him as a leader. And I had two questions. The first one was, um, does he, does Ed have an elevated level of emotional awareness, and that's and that's why he has that perception? Um, but also, was that is this something we teach our sports people? Is this something is this something that they they believe or are taught that is is part of being a leader? Because what we teach yeah. is you need technical skill, 
you need IQ, but you need the emotional awareness. And if he doesn't have that emotional awareness, and, and, and if people don't see that, well, Ed Cowan does, but a lot of time, the, and we call them accidental managers. So you'll have an accidental manager that will be great at their job. They've been in their organisation and they've worked their way up. They know the ins and outs of what they do when they come to work every day, but they don't have any people skills. They don't um, yeah. They don't have any emotional awareness. So when they are having to manage people, they actually can't and that's their failure Absolutely. in leadership. And I, I wonder, and we see that so often and that, that's when we have our, our term accidental manager is this something that they're taught? Like, is this something that they're taught that is important? Because is it a priority? That's right. Because you know, our emotional intelligence is how we make decisions. It's how we behave. It's understanding the, our own emotions and the emotions of everyone around us. So I kind of went back when I listened to it of of going. It's one thing to say that that's something that he lacks, but is it something? That is 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 something that is of value when they are um, teaching. Is it them. something that's acceptable for him to lack? And yeah. Look, look, Ed Cowan is obviously a lot closer to the cricket team, so I have to defer to his knowledge of the players. Uh, and we we look at this from afar, like so many other Australians. But Ed Cowan actually said, and I'm going to quote this: "His weaknesses as a leader of people." Well, my view is that's what you are a leader of. Uh, there's a great saying. Uh, that that you manage things and you lead people. Um, so he said his weakness is as a leader of people and empathising with teammates and helping them on that journey, and it's the off-field stuff as well. My view is that if that's true, he is not and cannot be a leader. Um, quite apart from the fact that Ed, uh, that that Patrick Cummings is going to be so busy in the, in the role um, that he needs someone who can lead people in the vice-captain role, we're one injury away from someone whose weakness is is as a leader of people and empathising with teammates and helping them on that journey. We're one injury away from that person captaining the team. Now, that brings me to the second point. Um, Corbin Middlemass quite rightly says, is it fair that he has done his time and people won't give him another chance. He's, mm. Should he be precluded from ever being a leader again because of his behaviour? In, in And I actually thought I was disappointed by both um, Corbin Middlemass and Ed Cowan in downplaying his role because it was cowardly and it was disgraceful to look past cheating and he as the leader had more responsibility than anyone. But my view is this is not about not giving him a second chance. My view is he was never a leader in the first place. He never should have been captain because it was clear and it was written about in the press at the time extensively that he was obsessed with his own game, an incredible, amazing player, but was not a leader of people. My view is this is not about denying him a second chance. This is about saying he shouldn't have had a, had a first chance at being captain. He was the wrong choice in the first place is my view don't pick your best player to be captain pick your best leader yeah and I think we sometimes see that in organizations where the best leader isn't chosen the best player is chosen and it very often than not works out with negative repercussions for the organization I don't I don't have a strong opinion I I like Steve Smith (laughs) 
say this because you have a very strong passion against him, but I did, um, I have thought a lot about what you've said on this and I, I don't disagree with you, but I did when they played at, um, when Ed and Corbin were talking about that and they played Steve's response um, when they interviewed him about being chosen as vice captain and he said, I think um, there's going to be a lot of negative press, but I have grown a lot in the past four years and I believe that I'm a much more rounded person. I can yes, I can only hope so. from that that when he says he's a more rounded person, it's things like emotional awareness that he now, he's aware of how his actions impact other people. And that's what we say is, you know, there's the first two steps in emotional awareness and emotional intelligence is, is that self-awareness and that self-management. And so I can only hope that that comment of being rounded is that he has a lot more awareness and a lot more management for when those triggers start because he is a very obsessive person, but that is what makes him the cricketer that he is. Um, but yes. you can only hope that some things have been put into place. So when he when he says he's more rounded, things like that will be addressed. And But do those same traits that make him the cricketer he is stop him being the leader he should be? And that's my concern. And look, your, yeah. your generosity of spirit is something I need to learn from. <laughs> um, but just to be clear, I, I don't have an issue with Steve Smith per se. Uh, as a cricketer, he's amazing. I, yep. I, it's in, you know, in my lifetime, and I've been watching cricket for a long time, yeah, he is right up there as one of the most extraordinary batsmen. Um, he's capacity to focus, his determination, uh, unquestioned. What I do have an issue with is the wrong person being asked to take on a leadership role. That doesn't mean I don't think anyone can be a leader because yeah. I think Steve Smith can be. But to be a leader, he has to take on some traits and some behaviours that by Ed Cowan's testimony in here in the podcast, he hasn't taken on you know he, his his weaknesses as a leader of people. And yeah. my point is, you, those that's that's uh, an oxymoron. You can't be a leader of something else. You are by definition a leader of people because that's what leadership is. It's about holding people accountable. It's about getting the best out of people. Um, so unless you're good at that then you bring a lot of other assets, a lot of other value to the team. But go and do that and let someone who is good with people, some who is, someone who is emotionally strong, um, someone who is prepared to do some of those other things that, that involve resolving issues in teams and holding people accountable and valuing people and all that sort of stuff, let someone who's good at that be captain. Just I'm going to throw it out there for all those people who, say, who are saying, well, Simon, what would you? who would you have appointed captain? I think what should have happened, and I know it's a it's an out there, it's a left field uh, suggestion. I think when Tim Payne stepped down, which the selectors knew about before they named Steve Smith vice captain, they should have immediately appointed Alex Carey as the wicketkeeper, which they subsequently did, and made him vice captain because he's uh, captain in other formats. Um, he's played for Australia quite a bit. He's an accomplished player who could be long-term, but most importantly, he's, he's someone who demonstrates those leadership qualities in the things he says and the things he does. And I think he would have been a much better choice. So, Simon, what would you say to the people out there who are reflecting on their own organisations that maybe 
thinking about some decisions that they've made where they have selected the most technical person and <laughs> possibly not the, the most <laughs> emotionally aware person. Like, what? Cool. what what's I wish you'd warn me this one was coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, that's, you know, that's a, I've just been I've been on the receiving end of a bouncer. Um, no, no, it's a great question. Um, I think uh, quite simply, if you have appointed people to those roles that don't have those attributes naturally, then for heaven's sake, help them out. Because if they want to be the leader, um, and if they're prepared to commit to learning those behaviours and learning those approaches then they can be a leader, but they won't do it without the right training and the right support. Um, so give them that, to give them the support. Don't throw people in the deep end and say, right, start swimming. Leadership, you're going to be thrown in the pool, but when you're thrown in the leadership pool, you should be shown, thrown in the shallow end so you can find your feet, then start swimming. Don't throw them in the deep end and then then wonder why things don't work out. Um, that is a failure of leadership at a higher level. Um, and if you are a leader who feels, yeah, I'm one of those people, I was really good at what I did, but I really struggle with the people side of it, make that a priority for your development because the people side of it is what, what difference, differentiates the managers from the leaders. Um, and the leaders are the ones who make the real difference. There's a lot of managers out there, not so many leaders. I agree. Now, I have to say, Kiralee, I really appreciate our listeners sitting through um, these 14 minutes. I, I hope it's added value. Perhaps it's just been a cathartic experience to get that off my chest. But um, we'd love to hear the feedback. And if people are enjoying hearing our commentary on current issues in leadership and culture, then we'll make more episodes like this, some more little bonus episodes that we upload um, when things occur out there in the media. Definitely. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we look forward to tomorrow when episode four hits. Thanks, Kiralee. Thanks for listening to Authenticity, shaping high-performance workplace culture. If this episode has provided you with strategies, insights, or inspiration, head to your favourite podcasting app and make sure you subscribe to be notified of future episodes. To get a sense of how your current culture measures up, you can take our Authentimeter, a free online assessment. It will take you about 10 minutes and give you an indicator of exactly how authentic your culture is. You can find that at authenticity.com.au forward slash podcast.